some people call themselves African American. Is it why you are one or the other? Welcome to Kitchen Table Talk with Jason. Child, child, child. I have one thing to ask. Is you live, ho? <laughs> and on this episode, I'm going to talk about the fact that we're all Africans. So, a few weeks ago, I deleted all of my apps, you know, my dating apps, and I wanted a cleanse, but I don't know, for some reason, I found myself back on Tinder. But long story short, I met this um, Bayesian British guy and we were having a conversation and the conversation was going really good and then we were talking and things seemed very well until the topic of Africanness came up. You know, I basically referred to him as African. And I have always known that, you know, British Caribbeans and British Africans, they have constantly, you know, or consistently looked down on each other for decades. And this has been, you know, a divided community, even though they are both minorities and they are both part of the black community in the UK. There's always been this kind of tension between these two groups. But... I've heard of it, but I never really met anybody who had those feelings or had those sentiments. So listen to me. Me, when make a call and say, this boy is African, he started on a whole rant telling me that he was not African, telling me he was Caribbean. And I was like, but we all came from Africa though. We're all one people. I don't get why you're arguing that, like, he's like, no, I'm not African, you know, growing up, people used to call me African, and I had to kind of, you know, always have to correct them and tell them, no, I let them know that I'm not African because I'm from the Caribbean, I'm Caribbean. I'm like, yes, you're from the Caribbean, and by virtue of, you know, you being from the Caribbean, you're not African, but somewhere along the line in your history and your bloodline, somebody was from Africa, and he was like, is it a known fact? that you know before the africans came to the caribbean there were people on the island i was like yes there were the indigenous people living on the island however you here fast forward to 2019 you and your aesthetic and how you look it's clear that you might have some descendants from you know the indigenous clan you know in your bloodline because as ver- by virtue of being caribbean we're all cruel people who have been mixed and mingled you know based on the different peoples who has who have in- ha- inhabited the high island over the centuries but within your bloodline there is some african in you because of our history because of um, the transatlantic slave trade because of colonization because of chattel slavery because of all these things there is some african in you and he was livid i was like are you for real because this guy was literally you know having a full-blown argument with me heated argument with me and he was trying to basically 
argue his point and prove to me that he was not African, that he had no African traces in his family or bloodline, and he didn't appreciate me calling him African. And I was like, what if I called you European? Would you, you know, react the same way? This dude was saying to me, oh, my great-great-grandmother was white. I'm like, okay, bitch. I am more closer to white than you are because looking at you, you're as dark as night, you know, and you know, you're coming to me and telling me that I'm not disputing that. But the fact is based on your aesthetic, based on Caribbean history, based on the whole history of the Caribbean people, we are connected to Africa. You might not be African, you know, because you're not from the continent, but you are African based on your ancestry. And this kind of really conversation really puzzled me and it got me to be really think because I never really kind of um, thought about this. I've heard about this whole contention and this rift between communities in the UK, but I didn't think it was a real thing. I thought it was an imagined thing and that, you know, people, you know, who said this were just really blowing out of proportion and that this was not really something that existed. And just coming in contact with somebody like that, you know, with that level of ignorance, I was like, this was a deal breaker for me. I'm like, damn. Here I was having a good conversation with you and you were scoring so many points, but this kind of knocked uh, knocked you down to minus 10 or 100. And I was like, okay. After the conversation, you know, he was really agitated. I was like, listen, um, you seem to be quite annoyed. And yeah, I think I'm going to go. And I ended the conversation because I was like, there's nothing more to be said. Obviously, this is a gross example of self-hate. A person who is delusional and has no sense of self. And as for me, as a conscious person who's consciously aware in a Pan-Africanist, an Afrofuturist, somebody who knows my history and is connected to my roots, somebody like that, we would not get together. We'd have multiple disputes and you know somewhere down the line along the line somebody like that would probably um, um, get me out of character out of character I'm like, well, I'm bad because this is he's a prime example of a black man that is mentally tarnished a black man that needs healing you know and yeah, it was just really baffling to me. I was like, I had to come on and you know record a podca- podcast about this, and to ask you, my viewers, you know, who are you know black Afro Caribbean or African, you know, who are who have grown up outside of the um, outside of the Caribbean, outside of Africa. If you have these same sentiments, if you feel these same anxieties, and how do you identify? And would you have a problem with people calling you African? Um, and it was just really, um, I didn't really get it, you know, I didn't really get it. And the fact that he was so proud and, you know, the, the tone of his voice and the way he communicated, you know, that his great great grandmother was white was, you know, said with such pride and such, you know, um, he felt dignified in saying that and he felt, you know, justified in saying that. I'm like, okay, well, bitch, 
you ain't you ain't white you ain't even close to white you know I have more claim to that origins and roots than you do but you don't see me beating up my gum and saying that my great-great-grandmother is not my great-great-grandmother it's even closer within my family tree so and that's not something to be proud of that's by virtue of your history and the fact that you know in Barbados there was plantation slavery and many you know your great-great-great-grandmother might have been white yeah but you know she probably was slept with you know one of the slaves um the field or the house slaves and that's what birthed your bloodline or birthed your chain of people and this was like far far down the line because now it's basically all that caucasian or saltine has been washed out of your blood and you have gotten some revitalization and some melanin thank god for that you know and I get that in terms of culture, Caribbean people, you know, as Caribbean people, we're closer in proximity to Western culture than African culture. And for many years, you know, Caribbean culture has been, has made to feel, I mean, um, African culture has been made to feel uncivilized, native, primitive. And, you know, ultimately, you know, they have African culture have been put down. And as such, I feel maybe that's the drawback and that's a setback, you know, because Africans have been consistently reminded that because of, you know, their rich culture that was far removed from the Western culture, you know, with the, their names and the music and the fashion that they could not possibly, you know, be anything, you know, good. And I mean, but, you know, it's like, you know, even they can't be possibly be, be, be attached to anything good. You know, there's this narrative, there's this stereotype, there's this, you know, sense of thing, the sense of um, um, negativity that has been centered around Africanness and African identity. And I mean, now in this day and age, Africanness and, you know, African pride and Black pride and all these movements and Pan-Africanism, you know, has, you know, resurfaced and it's making a new coming and a new dawn and people are recognizing and learning more about themselves and their history. But I think part of that shame of being called African stems from this kind of mentality that, you know, that nothing African is, is not good. You know, being Caribbean is better. And as Caribbean people, a lot of the Africans were brought over to the, to Caribbean, to, to the Caribbean and, you know, by virtue of our history and the mixing and mingling and the, the pillaging and the rape and all of that, we had to create, we had to create a new identity. And this new founded identity, you know, after colonization, so happened to be closer to Western um, culture and Western ideals. And I think that among black community, it's very rare to hear a Caribbean person um, in, uh, I've, I've been told, you know, to be, well, depends if you're Jamaican, to be, you know, deported for one reason or the other. So, you know, usually, you know, you, you, you always think about, you know, Africans when you talk about, you know, deportation, about, you know, refugees and about, um, you know, poverty and, you know, all these things. Um, but, I mean, we're all black people. And as a black person, you know, who was born and, you know, spent much of my childhood in, in, in the Caribbean, in Jamaica, and I do not, maybe this is, maybe this is why, because, you know, I was raised in the Caribbean and 
I basically grew up, up on Marcus Garvey, so I had a strong sense of self, and I had a strong sense of my identity and who I am. And as such, as an adult now in this state and form and, and being, I am firm in my identity. I know I'm Caribbean, but I am, I am also African, even though I've, I've never been on the African continent. I'm also African because I know my history. I know where my people came from. I know where my bloodline starts and ends. I know about my ancestry. Oh, child, I mean, that was just, that just took me aback. That just took me aback, you know what I mean? And it just really kind of um, put some things into perspective to me. Like, if I'm going to date somebody, he needs to be conscious. And he needs to be aware. He needs to be awake. And he needs to know who he is. Because I feel like the black community needs healing. You know, because so many wrongs have been done to us over the years. And historically, we have been, you know, um, treated like, and still are being treated like the scum of the earth and less than human. But it's important to, you know, to seize this self-hate that we have and to, you know, not generate enemies amongst ourselves. It's important to unite and see ourselves as equal because I tell you, people, if the day that we get to the point where we are mentally de-shackled and we're at that position where we see ourselves or who we are which is great and magical that's the day that we will change the world and we will do so much good and on that note this has been another episode of kitchen table talk with jason peace out bye Save